This is Ty Nelson, number 24 of the North Bay Battalion, and you're listening to the Owen 60 Podcast, the home of the OHL. This is episode 65 of the Owen 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Maney along with Colin Ward. We've got a third voice this week as well, Joe Vanderland joining us as we kind of do our season preview show this week. We have a few topics to go over. Of course, the return of one of our favorite segments on the show, but we'll get to that later. Just kind of give you a rundown of the lineup here. We'll run through a few of the headlines of the week, a couple of trades to announce, a couple of London Knights trades to announce, a few players committing, uh, some news and notes. We saw the Kitchen Rangers, Niagara Ice Dogs play uh, this past Saturday at the Meridian Center to finish off a back-to-back with the Rangers. So, that's going to essentially open up the show, and then we will get into the preseason media poll. And shout out to Josh Wheatland for including us on that this season, as he does it every year. He kind of throws it out there to give media members around the league a chance to you know, give their opinion on who they think will do well and who they think may not do well and who will walk away with the OHL championship, even though it's tough to you know actually decide <laughs> who that's going to be in October. but. Point. You know what I am? I'm a big points guest. Like, guess the points over under. I'm a big fan of that now. It's weird. I've seen with that all day. Yeah, you yeah, and Joel. I'm just, we'll just be talking about I'm something, and then and then you'll be like, so Joel, the over under on uh, goals scored for uh, Connor or for Shane <laughs> Wright. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Shane Wright thing. Shane Wright thing. There's a lot of different talks going on behind the scenes there that are bizarre. I mean, 175 points we've heard this year. I mean, yeah, that's, that's even, he's going to miss a month. Like Joel going to miss a month. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think about, I mean, I don't think there's a chance, maybe 135 at most. I mean, 135 would be like, Hey, there's a record. Have a good yeah. year. See you. See you in the NHL future stud. But yeah, yeah, even that's a lot for missing a month, but yeah, there's a few over unders that even though I'm Owen four this year in the NFL, I picked five. I'm zero four this year. Not good. Oh well, not good. Yeah, no big deal. The Jets beat me yesterday. The Jets and Giants beat me yesterday. I can't believe I just said that publicly. The Jets and Giants beat Pretty me sad. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And then Pretty I missed sad. golf. I mean, I could, could be worse. You could have said Jacksonville. So very true. Very true. Which was actually really close. I almost beat Cincinnati. They didn't yeah, really know to, I know. For three. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. Um, but yeah, lots of topics to get to. And of course, final segment, it is the return of the featured game. Opening week is here. Action gets going Thursday. Our featured game will take place on Saturday, but we will let you know who we have featured in week number one this season. And then of course the name bracket continues to wind down. So uh, we'll let you know who's moving on and who, it's not moving on. That's essentially all that's coming up here on the 65th episode of the Owen 60 podcast. Again, Joel Vanderland joining us on the show with this week. Joel, what's going on, man? You're you're doing OHL, you're doing AHL, man. You're all over it now. Up and down from Bell Vegas. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a busy year, but uh, always happy to uh, jump on the podcast with you guys and, and uh, attend the feature games and just keeping busy and watching a lot of hockey, which is always a good thing. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. And we always appreciate your time here uh, jumping on with us. But we'll get to a little bit of 
London Knights news to kick off the show. Uh, Cody Morgan is no longer a Flint Firebird. He is now a London Knight. The Knights trade for him and send a third, a sixth, and a tenth round pick back to Michigan. And Colin, with you being the Knights fan here on the show, we'll get your first initial reaction about what you kind of think about this deal. It's a really good move for an OA. I mean, a third, a sixth, and a tenth round pick for Cody Morgan's a really good move for the London Knights. I mean, they needed OAs. We mentioned this for the last month on the show. The London Knights not having OA is bizarre. I mean, I don't think we've ever saw that before. The Knights not having OA on their team. So you knew the move was going to come, and it came. And Cody Morgan, 58 points in 63 games last time the OHL played in the 1920 season. So I expect him to be a point of game this year in the Ontario Hockey League playing in London. I mean, good two-way guy that they need, a good two-way veteran guy. I would like to see him and Liam Gilmartin on the same line, a veteran line, big, can play shutdown, can put some points up, play power play, special teams, play all over the ice for you. Kind of that Swiss Army knife that they need this year with the guys that have graduated from that team. So mm-hmm. he'll play a big role for them. I mean, he may he may be in the conversation to wear a ladder already for the London Knights. That's a big, that's a big impact that he's going to bring to the team. And it's going to be huge. I, I expect him to kind of be like that Jason Wilms type pickup that they had in 1920. Yeah, that's not a bad comparison. I mean, you look at uh, Cody Morgan, the Flint team that he played on in that, uh, you know, back the last couple of years that we actually saw OHL hockey. And, you know, we, we unfortunately missed the opportunity to see this Flint team, um, you know, go all the way in 2020 or try and go all the way uh, in 2020. But, um, hopefully they can get back there one day. I think, you know, the market has opened for them. They are starting to ship players off and it's unfortunate to see, but that's the way of the OHL. When you lose a player like Ty Delandria and, you know, your window's closed, time to move on, get some picks and try and try and get back to where you were in a few more years. Uh, Joel, what are you thinking about this? Um, London still another two OA spots open, but to start with Cody Morgan, um, how do you feel about this trade? I think it's a big ad. I think, too, you look at their center depth. They're really young. Um, so always having a guy that can play a complete 200-foot game, veteran center iceman, it's never going to hurt you. And I think every time Dale and Mark Hunter make a trade, it, it usually works out in their favor. And uh, I don't see this one uh, not being uh, an immediate impact for them. Yeah, well, I kind of said that, too, in my preseason uh, media poll. I can't remember where I wrote it. Um, there it is. When I had to choose who was going to win the Wayne Gretzky trophy, um, first sentence I wrote was Dale and Mark are ready to win again. And that's essentially what I put is it's been a while since they've, you know, been to the promised land of a Memorial cup. And I think this is the perfect season for them because they they've got the best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. We're, there's no maple leafs drought here. Let's, let's, <laughs> hey, and a lot of majors finally getting a championship too. So yeah, they need one. Seventy-five last time they won yeah, it. So them. congrats to them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it. The the way the system runs in London, like Dale, Mark, you know, they they understand how to win. They understand how to get to a Memorial Cup final and win that. A championship game so i think that's why that's why they're set up the best to win this but also we're going to talk about this a little bit later kingston frontenacs you can also look at them as they have one year and that's really it so 
but we'll get to yeah. that anyways. Um, so a pretty decent trade going down between the Knights and Firebirds. Cody Morgan goes Henry. to London for a third, sixth, and a tenth. And Reese, I just want to quickly add, remember we had Mike Stubbs on the show, the radio voice of the London Knights, when he mentioned that the London Knights' plan was they Mark Hunter came out in the London Free Press last year at the trade deadline and said the London Knights want to be in the Memorial Cup in the next two years, this year and next year. They want to be in the Memorial Cup. Yeah. And unfortunately, they lost both years. They lost both years due to COVID. And I would imagine that this year they're hungry again to get in there because they want one bad. And as you mentioned, it's been a while for them. For the hunt, for the hunters, you could say it's been a while. So, yeah, they want one bad for sure. Wouldn't surprise me if they got there. Um, of course, still sixty-eight games to play plus playoffs. So, um, yeah, and they're banged up. Yeah, and they're kind of banged up. I mean, Ben Rogers back now, who looks really good. Who looks really good, Ben Rogers, as Joel knows, be covering the Belleville Senators, being an Ottawa draft pick. He looks really good this year. I mean, he's a smart kid, Ben Roger, and he'll have a really good year for them. And that's huge. But he was kind of banged up. He's okay now. And then Luke Evangelista, a show guest, is kind of banged up too. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens when he returns and hopefully sooner rather than later for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another headline to get to Braden Kressler has signed a three year entry level deal uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. 18 uh, year old posted 18 points in 46 games with the Firebirds during the 2019 2020 campaign. And the Kitchener, Ontario native ranked second among Flint's rookies in goals, assists, and points that season. So, um, you know, congrats to him signing a contract with Toronto Maple Leafs. And who knows? He could nice be play. there. He could be there soon because, again, who knows what the Leafs are going to be? Uh, first round <laughs> pretender again. It's if it doesn't <laughs> keep working out, have. all these guys are going to get opportunities. Well, a lot of playing time in Flint too with uh, Morgan, You're right? Being shipped yeah. out. So You're right, yeah. There's an extra, yeah. There's an extra body. There's an extra spot there as well in Flint. Yeah, good one. Oh, there's one more headline. Ah, there's a couple more before we get to one of the biggest stories. Um, even though season hasn't started, uh, one of the biggest stories of the OHL season uh, so far. So we'll get to that last here in this first segment. Uh, A couple more before we get to that though. Uh, Arbor Jacki has signed with the Montreal Canadiens. And of course that just took place on Monday. Uh, so thankfully we record at night that we're able to discuss this, but uh, Jack, I 51 games with the kitchen Rangers in 2019, 2020, six goals and 11 assists, 88 penalty minutes as well. And that is Colin you know like, favorite player. You know, I like that. He's got a good name as well. Congrats to him. And we were talking about this before we went on air. Laval kind of needs defense. So that's a good one for Jack. A good spot for him going to Laval, Montreal's farm system in the AHL team. They kind of need a defense depth and that's a good one. That's a good ad for them. We'll see though, because I, Watching the Kitchener Rangers on Saturday, they definitely need defense. They need veteran defense. And mm-hmm. if he comes back, that's a massive ad for the Kitchener Rangers. I mean, you see the loss, too, with no Donovan Zabrango. who's probably going to go to Grand Rapids. I would imagine he's likely. GR. Signed the contract back in April at, with the Red Wings. I'd imagine he's going to Grand Rapids. And that's a big loss because losing Zabrango and possibly Jack Eye, there's nobody to bring the puck up the ice. So that's kind of unfortunate for them because they don't get that puck-carrying defenseman who can really run that power play and help Penelope out as well. Yeah. Uh, one more headline. Uh, Roman Bazrin is no longer a Kelowna Rocket. He is in Mississauga now, so it looks like him and Joe Ranger 
are going to be the two guys for the Mississauga Steelheads uh, for this upcoming season. A little odd. I didn't uh, – the old MC, can't say the old, I saw uh, this coming. Waiver. Who can? But <laughs> the old uh, waiver claim. Yeah, out of out of league uh, waiver claim. I like that. The CHL. Interesting, as uh, Rishi mentioned that you play that uh, you lit him up in uh, Be a Pro. So yeah, he of course Might goalie for the Kelowna Rockets, there. NHL twenty one, Be a Pro. So not a big deal. He's no Reese Dumaney in the EASHL Championship, but. Yeah, show. I mean, podcast showdown, not a chance. We just toyed with him the whole series. Exactly. Well, who is, though? Your uh, Vesna, Vesna candidate every year. <laughs> That's true. The Andre Vasilevsky of the EASHL. Just a little bit smaller. I, don't think I got him in my fantasy six. hockey draft, too. I took him fourth overall because why not? Vasilevsky, four. Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's better uh, than my pick last year. Yeah. What was that guy's name? <laughs> Andy the Green. Old Otto. The yeah. Old Andy Joel. Green. Joel the coming up clutch remembering the name. But the but the old Otto. <laughs> shouldn't your auto have been McDavid or no? What was going I clicked, on? I clicked the like the sort, so it goes from best available to worst available. Oh. And I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't really paying attention. I saw my phone. And with uh, oh. Danny Green instead of Nathan McKinnon. And that wasn't oh. good. At, at second overall, that might be the worst draft story of all time. Well, don't do okay. that. So, so since we're chirping Colin now, we might as well get to the Twitter poll from <laughs> last week. Uh, Joy, you can hop in on this as well. I'll give your opinion. What is the worst excuse to miss a round of golf with your buddies? In fourth place was the real reason Colin missed it. Sore throat, 8%. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm off on it, man. Kind of bad. And Uh, it wasn't really a sore throat. It was just a lost voice. Oh, so it was an even worse excuse that you – It was an even worse excuse. Yeah, and I admit that. Love that. I just want to come out public and say I'm sorry. I apologize. If you can't (laughs) – Joel. What's the point of coming out, right? Joel, Joel, as you know, that's a big part of my game. That's a big part of my game. Hey, I'm backing you on it. Yeah, I mean, you see me in the series there. That's a big part of my game. I like to talk. I'm a rat. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, In third place, family reunion with 26% of the vote. Um, Yeah, that would suck because (laughs) there's some people in my family I don't want to see. So (laughs) round of golf wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, especially with your buddies. Especially with your buddies. That's what I'm saying. I mean – You'd be drinking at either event, but you know. Yeah, um, I feel like with the body, I feel like with the bodies at a golf course is easier. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and then tied for first, so the three of us are going to break this tie with thirty-three percent of the vote. A date, or you don't want to go. You don't want to go is the worst. If you're not like. As in, you ain't feeling golf today, but you know that you're going to have an awesome time okay. with your friends. Well, so the way I think, the way I'm playing golf right now, I got to go. I got to keep going. So, okay. It's a humble guy. guy. It's a humble this guy. guy. 80. Oh, 80, I'm Dustin Johnson here. You know, the way I'm playing, I can't miss around the golf. <laughs> I need my God. repetitions. 
God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he I was mean, doing his so homework weird. during the Ryder Cup. That's Ever very since true. the Ryder Cup, he's been he's been El Fuego. That's that's very true. Yeah, that's true. All but, right. Uh, um, that's the worst one to me. Joel, worst excuse for you: a date, or you don't want to go. Don't want to go. At least a date. I mean, you're kind of. You're kind of stuck on that one, right? It depends if you don't want to is though. It depends yeah, what the yeah. is though. That's true. Good point. If it's like if it's like a shopping trip, I mean, that's a tough one for me. As you guys know, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big shopper. <laughs> I mean, or like or one. like your date would be like going out grocery stores and, and like all of a sudden the in-laws show up and it's like not the in-laws, but like her uh parents. Her parents. <laughs> that would be tough. I guess it's who would you rather <laughs> get get flack from i guess is really the answer right yeah well there's always there's always next week i should i should have the I, th- I think the date <laughs> one is is it a first date or That's is true. it you've been going out with her for like a year but it's date night I think True. that's the that's a big you difference. Go, we yeah, probably should have been more specific for that. Yeah, but. but if it's a if it's a date night, if it's a, at night, you'll golf and during the day. Okay, date yeah, sorry, day. What, whatever. We'll go out, we'll go out for a steak dinner or something. Whatever. Say your girlfriend yeah. wants to go. I, I can't use the zoo because my girlfriend wants me to take her to the zoo, but I don't apple picking Uh-oh. the zoo. Hashtag Reese goes to the zoo. Owen oh, 60 follows. Joel and I follow with our cameras behind you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> The pumpkin patch, the apple orchard. Yeah, I guess it's fall. Have everything pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice sucks. Horrible. You're not a pumpkin spice guy? Nope. The only thing pumpkin I eat I can't say is I pumpkin am. seeds. That is okay, it. I'm a, big, I'm a big pumpkin pie fan. Ugh. You don't like that? Nah. Joel, tie break it. I, Come on. I, I like the pumpkin pie. Yeah. Nah. Not all the I, time, I ain't about that. I'm, but like are you guys the first day it comes out oh i gotta go get something pumpkin spice heck no you know me reese i don't wait in lines <laughs> you know how much complaint you know how much complaining oh i would do if i had to wait in a line you would complain a lot i complain every day i talk a lot too that's why i radio <laughs> I talk a lot that is true Fair point. All right. Um, back to actually, you know, I saw one more thing that we have to get to before we get to the big story of the week and of the year. Um, Kingston's new jerseys. Ooh, I like them. Forgot about that. I like, yeah, I like those. Those are nice. What are we thinking here? Out of 10, right? We did a 10. We yeah, did let's a 10 do it out of 10. Score. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we did when, oh, what was the last team? Niagara's we did out of 10. Niagara's alternates, yeah. We saw a couple yeah, of them that, at the game on Saturday. They look sharp in person. Please, they got to wear those on Saturday. Home, Home opener. opener they gotta wear For those. sure they do. Beautiful. Can't wait. Uh, Kingston. So the Whites, I'll give them a 7.5. That's good. I mean, that's above average. The seven. Let's, all right, let's all eight. do the Whites first. Let's all do the Whites first. Joel, what are you thinking with the Whites? Uh, go low seven, seven, three. Man, you guys are high. I'm going with a five. I do not really? like these whites. Nah, man. I like their old whites. Yeah. 
I like those too. I don't like these. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a big fan of like, you got that design going like from your collarbone around your shoulders. Like I like that design. I don't know. Yeah. That's, just, that's just me. So I'm going with a five for the whites. Um, yeah, I like that. There's the blacks. Yeah, I don't. The blacks I like. The blacks I like. I'm going to eat on the blacks. I like the blacks more than the whites. I think those are actually better. Like I think the colors are better on the blacks than the whites. Like you said, yeah. they kind of look plain. They kind of look plain up on the shoulders. Where the black, it kind of makes everything look better. Mm-hmm. The dark, darker the jersey, the better. I think it looks for color, and I like the neck how it's yellow too. I think that looks sharp. I'm going eight. Joel? I'll go eight and a half. I really like it. I really like Kingston's jerseys. Yeah, I'm up there with you. I'm up there eight, eight and a half. Those are really nice. I wish they would have put Shane Wright in the black. It's got got Vegas vibes. Well, they do kind of look like Sarnia. Yeah, a little bit. I can see Sarnia in these, yeah. Yeah. If, when you first, That's the trouble, though. You get with these one. black, yellow, and white teams. It's like you, these designs have to be unique. It's tough. It's like Prince Albert. It's like Prince Albert in London. They look identical. Yeah, yeah Hamilton's got the gold. Sarnia, yeah. Kingston. Yeah. And like we said, outdoor game. Outdoor game in a uh, Hamilton. The yellow tie cat jerseys would look. The sharp. yellow against the black Niagara. Ooh. Yeah, that, that would that would be the best color. That would that'd be, be the best unreal. jersey game of the year. We will. We would be there, for sure. For sure, we would. All right, biggest story of the week of the year. Maybe the next Best ten story. years. Who knows? I'm a CHL. Maybe forever. I'm a CHL. Um, yeah. Kirsten Welsh, the first woman lines person in OHL history. She made her debut, which really sucked that it was at a community rink. But it was the Gulf Storm and the Mississauga Steelheads doing battle, um, making history. And I heard her interview uh, Monday afternoon with Jeff Merrick. Sportsnet's got this whole new lineup. So Jeff Merrick's show was on uh, while I was on lunch. And I happened to tune in and I heard the end of her interview uh, with Jeff essentially saying, you know, it, it really doesn't matter whether or not she makes it to the next level, like the AHL or the NHL, just she she's hoping that she can get others to do that. If she doesn't make it there, like her ultimate goal isn't NHL for sure. 100% clearly she'd like to make it there, but she's, she's hoping this starts something where maybe it's not just her. It's, you know, five Mm -hmm. others or 10 others, or, you know, she would, she just wants to start that trend. Yeah. Inspire other females to be like that are in college or whatever, that are just getting done university or college and, if they can't make profe- the women's professional league, there's an option, right? And it's nice to have more options. I mean, it's nice. It's great to see. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that. I mean, she's going to do a really good job. So it's going to be really cool. It's really good for the league. Yeah, I think yeah. that's exactly right. I, I mean, we see it at games, right? There's, there's always uh, young kids, young, young females, looking at the games, wanting to see – and to see her officiating a game is going to be big for that. Big time. It's a big inspiration, right? Because you go to a game and you're looking – and all of a sudden you see Kurt, Kirsten uh, ref it. I mean, being a linesman, I mean, that's right on. That's great to see. And it's such an inspiration. And uh, it's a really good move. I'm excited to see what it brings to the table 
for the future of the league because it's going to help. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, the fact that she, uh, that she captained, captained Robert Morris university, um, their hockey program, you know, from 2015 to 2019, she had 91 points in 128 regular season games. So clearly she was a very good player, um, played for the Whippy Wolves women's hockey program. Um, you know, she was the 2018 CHA defender of the year. And she talked about, uh, with Jeff Merrick about, you know, as much as you can look at officials and say, Oh, well, they're not playing anymore. They're usually ex players, but you know, they're not playing anymore. They don't really have to keep into physical shape. Well, you know, she went on to say that no matter whether you're, uh, a male or a female, uh, official, you have to be an athlete. Like you can't just show up and ref and not do any work to try and stay in shape because that was part of the process that she was saying. She was, you know, they're testing your skating ability. They're seeing how fast you can make it up and down the ice. And we've seen it firsthand in the Ontario hockey league. Like these kids can skate like Shane, right? Phil Tomasino. Think of guys like that. Connor McMichael, those guys can fly. Right. So, you know, you have to be able to keep up with them and clearly she has. So again, huge shout out to, to Kirsten for becoming the first, woman lines person uh, in OHL history. And we can't wait to see her at our first uh, featured game. I think that's something to follow for sure. Try and find a featured game. We'll should message someone, see where she's at. Cause I, I feel like that'd be a fun chat. Um, just even chat with her for, you know, five minutes or so, just kind of learn more about her and what she's, you know, trying to accomplish and where she wants to get to in the future. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be a really good interview. It'd be, it'd be enjoyable for sure. It'd be a fun time. Yeah. And yeah. So Kirsten Welsh, congratulations. Um, you've made it to the OHL and we can't wait to see where this opportunity leads for you and leads for other females uh, in terms of officiating, but it is now time for a break. Uh, we've gone 25 minutes opening segment. Uh, so might have to cut the media poll a little short, but that is next. We will go over our answers for this year's edition of the 2021-2022 preseason media poll. Kind of give you an insight about what our answers are and what we think is going to happen this season. It'll be interesting. It's going to be an interesting conversation, that's for sure. Yeah, it will be, for sure. sure. Because we got we have one debate that's going to happen for sure in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I For agree. sure. There's going to be a good talk bit on that one. I agree. It'll be fun. Saturday night, Saturday night, we had good conversations about that one. So that's going to be exciting to talk about. It always is. Always is here on the Own 60 podcast. So we will get to that next. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demania along with Colin Ward. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Owen 60 podcast. The link tree is up there to find whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts. We are more than likely up there. So uh, at the Owen 60 podcast, of course, the link to our website there as well. All of Joel Vanderland's articles there. And uh, article guest appeared in a game on Saturday. Yeah, that was kind of cool. We didn't expect that. That linesman. That was awesome. Kind of, you know, well, 
I blame one of the officials for us not noticing because as soon as we saw his name, we immediately <laughs> were like, all right, we're not looking right. at anyone else because that's yeah. all that matters. Um, Mr. Birchall was on the call for uh, that game on Thank Saturday you. in Niagara. He was one of the referees and over under was set at 10 penalties and we demolished that. So yeah, him and uh, him and Batista, the two officials, Birchall Batista. So yeah, that yeah. was fun. But on to the poll. Yeah, time to get to the poll because nobody wants to talk about Darcy Birchall uh, for longer than 30 seconds. So uh, <laughs> 2021, 2022 OHL uh, preseason media poll uh, was sent out, I guess, last Wednesday or Thursday. And we had until Sunday to complete it. Uh, of course, we all got ours in, but uh, we will start with the Midwest Division winner, and we will start with our guest, Joel Vanderland. I have the London Knights winning the Midwest Division. I think uh, the goaltending and, and building from the back end out, I think it's just um, it's just too, uh, too stacked, in my opinion, not to, to be in the conversation, and I think Dale and Mark are going to coach them up. They're going to make some moves. They still have two OA uh, spots available. And I think, I think London's the, the safe pick as we open the season here to win the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, mine, I mean, mine, it was close. It was down to Kitchener, London, Olin Sound. I had to go. And I just think London, I agree with you, Joel. I had to take London just because, like you said, it's well-structured. I mean, that system is going to work so well with the way their team's built. I mean, you build from the back out. And I think you obviously know Brochure could be in the top goaltending category this year. He'll be, but definitely be in the top three. And their defense is so underrated. They're so good in their veteran defense. And their young guys, Isaiah George, are going to play big roles and be successful in those roles. But to me, when you look at the forwards and – they're built great on the back end, obviously. But when you look at guys like Brody Crane, Denver Barkey, who's having a heck of a preseason, um, they have guys there that are young that nobody's talking about, but they're going to be very, very good this year. And they're going to get a lot of points. So in my opinion, they're just well-built all over the place. They're the best in the division. If you look at goaltending, they're up there. Defense, they're the best. Forwards, they're up there as well. So when you have the top three, you're going to win the division. And that's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I've got London as well. Again, Kitchener and London are my top two teams. After watching on Saturday, Kitchener's got a lot of work to do, but uh, Arbor Jacka is coming back to the Rangers, so that will definitely add something. Um, goaltending will be a question as well. Um, found an interesting pronunciation uh, about uh, Mr. Yeah. Chan on, uh, on Saturday, Pavel Chan. Um, even though it's spelt K-A-J-A-N, that pronunciation uh, was provided by Mark Mike Farwell. Um, so shout out to him for providing Ted Lehman with that and giving us an update so we didn't say it wrong. Um, and then Jackson Parsons. I would have that. 100% you would have. Yep. For sure I would have. I always botch goaltenders for yep. at least a good two weeks, and then, it, then I'll work on it. And then like You're, you're the guy who will look at Joe Ranger's name and be like, that guy's name is – Joe Ranjar, you'll add some yeah. like some <laughs> accent accent to it. Yeah, European, it's too simple. European, you gotta add some flavor. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, like a European. Um, yeah. But yeah, Bro- Brochu and Onuska, I don't, I don't think it's close. So I think that's yeah. the biggest edge for me um, in picking the London Knights to win the Midwest. Um, to the West now, Joel, who you got? I have the Sioux Greyhounds. Nice right. one. That's a nice one. I mean, they're going to be deep. The captain's going to be back. Aurora will have a really good year. I like that pick, Joel. Mm-hmm. My, mine was down to Sue, Sarnia, and Windsor, and I had to go with the Windsor Spitfires. I think now today getting Cooley back is massive for them. The one question is for Windsor, though, that could really hurt them winning the division is their goaltending situation. Will their goaltending be good enough to win a division? We'll have to see. I mean, it's a tough pick to pick Windsor in that spot just because of the goaltending situation. But certainly they're going to score goals. They're going to have a potential rookie of the year in their top six right away at Maidama. They're going They're going to score a lot, but they just got to keep the puck out of the back of their net, and that's going to be the interesting thing to see. Can they do it? And obviously that's Mr. Medina in that. Yeah, I've got, I've got the spits as well. Uh, they're in the top ten in the CHL, so there's no reason not to pick them. Uh, to win the division clearly how the heck do you judge the top 10 for the CHL <laughs> before the season played starts I've, I've never understood that um, if someone I can explain thought... it to me how you do that please feel free at well, Reese Dumaney because I still have no clue but I don't know why I don't know why they just don't wait till November 1st yeah you well, look at the uh, OJHL yeah you got a team yeah, that was rated in the top five, and now they're not rated after a weekend when they went one and one. Yeah, I think you Fair have point. to have some conviction, right? And your if you believe that they're a top twenty team, top five team, then a one and one weekend shouldn't really. When they didn't, they lost in overtime. They won mm-hmm. their home opener in the Wellington Dukes. I don't see how you can kind of take them out of the uh, yeah. top twenty. Yeah, where you have a cousin that just got named, uh, just got a letter, Niagara Ice Dog pick. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, big, big year for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of the Windsor Spitfires, Wyatt Johnston, Pasquale Zito, Will Cooley, um, they're all yeah, going like, to be, they're all going to be studs this year. Throw my item in there. Yeah, I could easily see the Windsor Spitfires being one of the highest goal scoring teams in the OHL. Um, I actually like Medina and Nett. I think he's up for the challenge. Uh, it's, it depends on the first month of the season for him. He's got to win like last year. 65 to 70% of his starts. I think for the confidence level to be there for him to be a starter throughout the entire year. But, you know, I, I think Medina is the right guy to do it. I don't think you have to go out and look at any other goaltending option because to, to be honest, you don't really look at too many Appreciate guys around the league and think that's definitely going to be a trade piece this season. Well, eh, tough. Ben Goudreau's not going to get traded. Yeah. Brett Brochu's not going to get yeah. traded. Um, who else do you look at? Tucker Tyne, and he's great. I don't see him leaving Niagara because it's tough to get rid of a guy that's going to win games. I, that That's just my opinion. Um, clearly, yeah, it depends, it depends what they're like the, the deadlines are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, I think Medina's the guy for the spits, and that's why I have them winning uh, the West Division. Um, to the East. East Division. Joel, who you got? East Division, I got the Kingston Frontenacs. I think, uh, like we've said earlier in the show, it's it's their year to win it all. They get they get one shot with Shane Wright, and uh, they got to make it count. Yeah, same here, Joel. I mean, Kingston's been waiting for that successful win a couple round team. I mean, they went through that drought where they didn't win a first round, 
in how long, right? So they got to they got to make a run here. This is uh, most pressure they've ever had on their franchise. And I have the Kings of Frontenac as well in the East. Yeah, it's clean sweep. I've got the Kings of Frontenac as well. Clearly a big blow without Paul McFarland being there, but Shane Wright's there for a year and you got to figure it out whether it's you pull a deal just like you did with Niagara where instead of gaining all these picks for Jason Robertson and Jacob Paquette, you trade for top end guys and give away all those picks because you have to go for it. There's no other option. It's the Regina Pats are going to be in the same situation when Connor Bedard gets drafted. Yeah. Next, next season. Yeah. They have this window now and it's time to win. So that's where Kingston is. And that's why I think they're going to win the the East division. Um, And plus Reese, plus Reese, when you look around, you look at Erie, you look at the teams that have had a first overall pick in the Ontario hockey league. You look at how many teams have suffered since they've lost those guys. There's a long drought. Like there's a long. And then there's the Erie Otters who just kept winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they got lucky with the bracket too, and uh, Strong coming back with Radish. Yeah. That helps too. But could have had Larkin. Exa- and, yeah, I mean, you look at but you look at the teams that lose first overall picks. There's a big drop after they lose them, and. That's why, in my opinion, Kingston has to go all in for this year because you don't know when the next opportunity will be for your franchise. And for a team that, when we last played in 1920 season, their attendance wasn't very good for having an exceptional status player on their team. Their attendance wasn't that great. So this is a year where they really have to go all in, get the town excited, and uh, pack that barn. And it should be a fun environment there in Kingston for sure. Uh, to the central and in one of the divisions that I think may be the closest um, central division, Joel, who you got? I got the Barry Colts. I think Marty Williamson's gonna, gonna get them in, uh, in time in uh, fine shape early on. And I think we're going to see guys like Evan Veerling really take off. He had a great uh, last, last time we saw him, he was great after getting acquired there. Do you think Cardwell, another player that really took off after getting traded there? Yeah, for sure. Carwell, they're going to have really good years. I have Barry as well, Joel and Reese. I just think, and I mean, there's a big question with Tyson Forrester. We saw some articles in the hockey news that Forrester will be coming back. We saw from Philly that he's going to go to Lehigh Valley in the American Hockey League. In my opinion, he should go to the American Hockey League just because I think for his development, the American Hockey League is the best thing for him to learn a defensive game. But if he comes back, it's a lock. It is a lot for the Central of the Mary Colts. I mean, I think Sudbury will be in that mix. I think Sudbury has a good mix there in their top three forwards. I think they'll win some games, but I have Barry as well. Jeez, we're all thinking the same, aren't we? Um, as yeah, but you wait till the next question. You wait yeah, till the next question. Mine's right. going to throw so many people off. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Barry Colts as well. And a lot of people say, well, it's easy to pick. Uh, you know, Sudbury, they've got Quentin Musty. He's just going to step into a Byfield's role. And, well, you don't really know that, do you? It's um, obviously, Must- obviously, Musty's a great player, but it's got to be done. And it all depends on that top line uh, for the uh, Sudbury Wolves. So we don't know. But I-, I think in terms of the Barry Colts, Brant Clark, Tyson Forrester, I have him coming back. I think he's going to be a Barry Colt this season. Um, but Marty Williamson, in my opinion – is the best coach to go up against 
the London's or the Kitchener's, the team that comes out of the West. I think he'll be the the most well-prepared coach and general manager for this type of situation. Uh, We've seen the success that he's had in Niagara as the coach and GM. A couple of OHL finals losses in 2012-2016 against Mr. Hunter, but Marty Williamson yeah. knows what it takes to get to that level. He's made trades in 2016. He went at, Oh, this was the 15 season, but he went out and grabbed Josh Hosang from the Windsor Spitfires. And he, you know, he made those moves. He got Alex Nedeljkovic from the Flint Firebirds. He, he understands what he needs preseason. He knows what he's looking for. We saw him in Niagara on, uh, on Saturday, again, kind of wondering what he was really looking at. We almost thought maybe, oh, you know, Mason Howard might be a decent uh, piece for the Barry Colts, the guy who can hit people, maybe protect Brant Clark on that back end. You never really, you know, know in terms of that because it is the OHL. They don't like the fighting. They don't like the, you know, injury hits. And by the way, for anyone wondering, yeah. And by the way, for anyone wondering, Mason Howard uh, was not suspended for that hit in that Guelph game. Uh, the OHL reviewed it and they determined that it was a clean hit. It just looked bad because his helmet was not properly put on his head. So that's kind of why it looked worse than it actually was. And you'll see that a few times this year where it'll look worse than it actually is because yeah. of the helmet. A lot of guys wear their helmets so loose. Like you can see it when they unstrap, it's like shaking on their heads. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So but yeah, Marty Williamson, I think, one of the best coaches, if not the best coach to go up against the top teams in the West. So, Oh, for sure. And we were talking about this on Saturday as well, the three of us, where he knows how to shut down other teams' top lines. He knows the matchup game. He can run it better than most coaches can in the Ontario Hockey League. So that's such an advantage when you know how to match up at home because you got to win those games in your home barn. And he definitely knows how to do that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess this is the one we're going to fight on. Um, yeah, this team is the going to be the most surprising. We'll start with you, Joel, because it seems like I'm going to, you know, go throwing hands with Colin. So, who you got? I got the Owen Sound Attack. <laughs> All right, okay, that's right. Okay, so we got the same. I have Owen Sound as well. Show intern Gavin Bryant. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think, no, I, I think, too, you, you look you look at what they've been able to do in the last two drafts. Dale DeGray, really respected uh, veteran general manager, and kind of the, the pieces he's put together uh, from the 16- and 17-year-old groups that he's got coming in. And I think they're in a tough division. There's no, there's no doubt, but they're going to grow throughout the season. They're going to be, be kind of coming into their own. And when those guys are 18, 19, they're going to be looking to, to go for a championship run. 100%. And my opinion is on having them as my surprise team. I have them finishing fourth, third or fourth in the entire hockey league this year. Them and Kitchen are going to battle it out for that second spot in the division. And in my opinion, is you, you look at their goaltending, Matt Guzda, Nick Chenard, they can play. They can play. They're quality goaltenders. You look at their defense, Igor Cherbikov, big defenseman. Big, force, forceful defense when you can put up points. That's big. Mark Woolley, you can have a big year, an older player. Andrew Parrott, another one. They've got three veteran defensemen who can log a lot of minutes. And when you have three, when you have three defensemen that you can put in any situation, you're going to win some games. And then you look at their forward core where they have a couple guys that you think of right away. 
okay, there's 20 goals right away. Denny Gore, there's 20 goals. I mean, they have guys, Ethan Burroughs, he's going to have 20 goals this year. They have a bunch of guys that you just think of, and there's, okay, there's 20, there's 20, there's 20. And then you're going to have guys like the intern, Gavin Bryant. You're going to have Gudon as well. You're going to have a bunch of guys that are going to contribute in the second half, come out of nowhere, and come onto the scene and really put up a lot of points. And if they do that, I mean, it's a big if because they got to perform, but if Gavin and if Cedric Gundon can come up and put points up in the second half, they're going to win a lot of games because then there's that extra force and that extra points. That's why I've always sound as my surprise team. Yeah, you mentioned the goalies. They got Corbin Votary as their as their third string goalie. He's the best goalie in the OMHA Eastern Division in yeah. minor midget. Yeah, he's he six three well. already. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just uh, yeah, they are. They really are. Guelph's another team in that that Midwest where. George Burnett's going to have them structured too. And we saw them the, the previous Saturday night against Niagara. And, and I think that's just going to be a great growing experience for a lot of those young guys playing against Burnett and Hunter. In that well, the Midwest. <laughs> the Midwest division never takes a year off. That's for sure in the OHL. Um, for you me, I am heading down to the Meridian Center in St. Catharines. I've got the Niagara oh. Ice Dogs as one of the biggest surprises this season. Um, Daniel Gushin, he could easily put up 30-plus goals this season, 35, 40 sure. goals this season. Um, Tucker Tynan's back. You know, Despite him not being the biggest guy in the world, he takes a lo- up a lot of that net. We saw that on Saturday. Uh, you know, just from the angle that we were at, you kind of really didn't see a whole lot of net behind him. So that's something to, you know, look at. They, uh, he, he saved that game for them against the Kitchen Rangers on Saturday. Easily, the Ice Dogs could have lost that game, but <laughs> well, uh, plus Kitchen hit three posts in the third. Yeah, which is well, yeah, if you're a good goalie, you get some help sometimes. But um, that's true. Yeah, with Gustian, I think Panofemus is a quiet guy who could be in the running for, again, are we considering them rookies? Tough to tell. I think Panofemus has a chance to be that guy for Niagara. Um, you look at Aiden Castle, they got from Oshawa. That was a nice piece to pick up. You know, th- there's lots of things to like about this team, despite, you know, not expecting them to compete for a division title. Uh, you know, Jake Uberti, Jonah D. Simone, they're going to have to be huge for them. Mason Howard is going to have to block every shot possible because that's just what he does. And that's what he brings to the table for the ice dogs. So that's what I like about them. They're going to be a gritty team. That's not going to, I think they'll score goals and obviously Gustian helps with that, but it wouldn't surprise me if they won a lot of three to one games or, you know, like four to two games where they won by two but it was a lot closer than that. Yeah. You know, that type thing. Yeah. You know, it was really underrated on, on Niagara's back end too. I really liked him in my two viewings of them as Andrew Wysak, uh third round mm. pick. Smaller it's defenseman. Yeah. Right, right shot, smaller defenseman, but really, really good skater to move the puck up. Um, and that helps when you got guys like Landon Cato, uh, Mason Howard, really taking care of their own end. And you, you got a guy that can kind of wheel and deal from the back end. And like you say, uh, Reese, I think they will score uh, quite a bit. Those young guys are really hungry. They really like to attack. And I think Billy Burke allows them to kind of play that wheel and deal style as well. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think a lot of this has to do with the power play for the ice dogs. If they, if they can figure out how to score power play goals, then I, they will be that team. It's just, 
yeah, you talk about Billy Burke allowing them, you know, to, to be creative, be aggressive and try and figure out a way to score goals. But, you know, we haven't seen structures too much from the ice dogs in the last few seasons. Joel, you saw that um, in the 2019, 20 season, you weren't really sure like what they were trying to accomplish. We saw a lot of missed passes Saturday. There really wasn't any chemistry going on with the team. So both sides, they got to figure that out. And if they do exactly like you said, Joel, it's, you know, this team has a chance to be, um, you know, pretty good. I like seeing Gushin on uh, both special teams as well. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be your guy, you got to get him, got to get him the playing time too. I think that's uh, another really good thing, especially too in, in the preseason. Why not? Why not try it out? Yeah. And I like that Gushin on the penalty kill because the biggest knock of him not being a first round pick at the National Hockey League level was his defense. Everyone knows that he can do offensively, but what can he do inside his own blue line? And Billy Burke putting him out there on the penalty kill is a massive growing opportunity for him to kill penalties. I mean, if you're going to – your big guys, your good players should be playing all ends of the ice. And you're going to ride him, he's going to be a horse for you. So he should be kill, killing penalties as well. And in the entire hockey league, skilled guys kill penalties. It's what they do. I mean, you ride your best players, and he's one of your best players. He should be killing penalties, and it's a great opportunity for him to grow in his defensive end as well. All right. Uh, We'll only get to a couple of more topics. We're kind of running out of time in this segment. Um, We got to get to this guy, though, Um, or to whoever we picked. Who will lead the league in scoring? Joel can go first again. Joel's the the guest. He can go first. Uh, I mean, I think we might all have the same answer here. I'm going Shane Wright. I know he's going to miss time at the World Juniors, but he's just so dominant. And I think that team's going to put up a lot of points. I think they're going to add, they're going to add pieces around them. And I think uh, it's going to be a juggernaut of a, of an offensive squad. Yeah. I'm going Shane Wright as well, but I, the only reason why I'm going Shane Wright is because Mason McTavish, I don't think he'll be here to start the season. I think he'll get some more exhibit preseason games in the national hockey league level. But if McTavish was here, he would be my pick, but yeah, Shane Wright automatic uh, for my uh, top score. I'm going with Mason McTavish. I, like I think the, I think the NHL experience is going to be absolutely huge for him. Like you said, he probably won't start the year uh, with Peter Rowe. I'm not even That's convinced. That's the only reason why the I, games. I'm not even convinced he's going to play all 68 games in Peter Rowe. Depending on where they are, you never really know. Like, does Kingston go after him? You know, you know that's maybe <laughs> tough. That's a lot to give up, more than likely, for Mason McTavish, but – Especially if they go after the guy, uh, Mr. Offman from uh, yeah. Flint. Yeah, it's going to be close. Scoring race is going to be close, but I think Mason McTavish's experience in Anaheim is – I think that's going to put him over the top. Yeah, for sure. A couple more. We'll do best goalie next. Uh, Joel, who you got? Uh, Brett Brochu from the London Knights. Yeah, same here. I got yeah. the show guest, Brett Brochu. I think yeah, I've got I mean, him. if London's if we have London winning, he's gonna be he's gonna have to play big. Yeah. Yeah, so a clean sweep for Brett Brochu. Uh league's top defenseman. Uh Brant Clark. Yeah, providing that he uh, gets returned from uh, LA. Yeah, Kings. same same here, Brant Clark. I mean, I had I would imagine with the way LA is clogged right now on the back end i would imagine he comes back to barry and them being a top 10 ranked team as well i i have to take brand clark he's going to log a lot of minutes for them 
yeah, I've got Brent Clark as well. I think that's an easy pick. Marty Williamson's going to give them all the freedom in the world to run the blue line for the Barry Colts. So um, I'm going Brent Clark. This one's hard. Yeah. Top rookie. Do we count 17-year-olds? We can do two. We can do one 17-year-old and we can do one 16-year-old. Okay. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do 16-year-old first. I got Ethan Mitema from the Windsor Spitfires as my top rookie. I just think as the season goes along, 6'4", 200 already, power forward, can play that power game. I think we all saw the goal he scored in the preseason. He's got silky mitts as well. Yeah, I just think, too, like you guys were saying, if, if the Windsor Spitfires are going to be as good as everyone thinks they are, um, he's he's going to put up a lot of points. Oh, for sure he will. And But my pick's Quentin Musty out of Sudbury. I mean, Quentin Musty's one of the best first overall picks we've had. I mean, obviously, first overall pick here in elite talent, but he's one of the best. And he's definitely in that top five category. And Mine's Quentin Musty. He's so big. He's powerful. He's so skilled. And playing on a line with Landon McCallum, and Chase Stillman up there, he's only going to get better. He's going to get a lot of points. And to me, it's Quentin Musty. I'm going Callum Ritchie with uh, nice. the Oshawa Generals. Hard to tell what the Generals are going to be. If they're going to be great, like Joel mentioned with Maidama, then Callum Ritchie is going to be great. Um, he's not who I picked because I was assuming we were going with the two rookie classes. Um, with this OHL media poll. So hopefully Josh didn't think I was stupid, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick for the 17U class. But um, yeah, Callum Ritchie. And when we talked with Callum Ng on the, uh, on the draft special, he really liked him. So um, it's my pick for rookie of the year. Yeah, for 16 sure. anyways. Um, U17, who you got, Joel? I got Ty Nelson. I think we all saw where Craig Button listed him on the draft preview show, um, wearing a letter uh, already going to play big minutes for that North Bay team. I, I think I got Ty Nelson for the U17 class. Okay. I like that. I like that. He was in my, he was in my uh, top three. So that narrows it down for me. I'm going to go Brody Crane. We mentioned London. We mentioned London's going to have a good team, a good year and Brody Crane just scores and he's going to get better as the season gets on, goes on. My pick's Brody Crane. He scored everywhere he's been. I'm going Paul Ludwinski. He will be right behind Shane Wright. Everyone's going to be focused on Shane Wright. And then you're going to see Paul Ludwinski just put up points and be great in the offensive end. So I'm, I'm picking him because Kingston is going to be a really good team and he's going to get all the opportunities in the world um, to show what he can do. So that's why I'm going with him. Uh, A few more to get to coach of the year. Ooh. Tough debate, eh? You want me to go first, Joel? If you need yeah. a sack? Yeah. Mine's Luca Capauti in uh, Kingston. I mean, Kingston's going to have a really good year. They're going to need a big year. And him getting thrown into the fire as a head coach right away, I think it's going to be successful for him because he's going to have such a good roster. To me, he's coach of the year. But it'll come down to two, him or Dale Hunter. It's because Dale Hunter is due to win one. <laughs> as Colin and I celebrate a Moritz Cider goal. Not Wings a big and deal. Hawks playing on a Monday night. Just thought we put it Not up a big there. deal. Uh, Joel, have you made your decision? Do you need me to I go? I have. I'm going Jay McKee and Hamilton. 
Nice. Ooh, I, I like that. That's a I nice underrated Caleb, pick. I think they're going to be very well structured. I think they're going to be competing with Barry all year too in, in kind of um, Barry and Kingston and kind of that bubble of uh, third place in the Eastern uh, Conference. Yeah, and then I, I like that pick. Um, yeah. I'm going Marty Williamson and Barry. Nice. I think if he leads them to a division win, then I think, you know, obviously you never want this to be the scenario, but stepping into um, Dale Howarchuk's shoes, I think if he can find a way to get this group to win and get this group to win a lot of games, then I think it's going to be him uh, to win coach of the year this year. Oh, for um, sure. This one, we're not even going to talk about. Top prospect's going to be Shane Wright, so we're just going to move on from that. <laughs> most outstanding player. Yeah, might as well. Uh, most outstanding player. Joel uh, Shane Wright again in this one. Yeah, same. Boys, I'm all, the, I'm all over Mason McTavish on this one. Yeah, I like that. Honestly, I like McTavish. McTavish is my second, too, for the top scorer. Yeah. McTavish is my second here, but I just think Shane Wright. That's fair. Um, all right, three more to go. Try and go a little bit quicker here. Um, oh, for sure. Who is the I'm winner of the Wayne Gretzky yeah. Trophy, Western Conference champ? One night. Same here. I have London as well. Yep, so do I. Uh, Bobby Orr Trophy, Eastern Conference champ. Here we go. Kingston uh, <laughs> Frost. Hamilton Bulldogs. Hamilton's structured. I think Hamilton's back end is going to win them a lot of games. I think in a series, in a series, when you can get the matchup, I think the Hamilton Bulldogs can do it with the goaltending situation there. I like Constantini. I like their back end. I like that they're older. I think they can shut down a top line. Hamilton Bulldogs. I'm agreeing with Joel here. Kingston Frontenacs. They're going to do whatever it takes to get there. So I, I agree. Um, and that all depends, too, with future trade assets as well. Yeah. That could change. Um, who is the 2022 OHL champion, and who is heading to St. John? Dale and Mark Hunter back in the Memorial Cup again. Yeah, I have London as well over Hamilton in, in six games I have. Did you actually put this, <laughs> the amount of games in your media? Yeah, I put the, yeah, I put the scores too. <laughs> one nothing. One nothing. Oh three, my two, God. Four one. Five three. I hope Josh includes that. That'd be hilarious. And then a six four game six win. Yeah. Empty net goal. That'd be a cool elimination game. Game six. It would be in Hamilton since we have London winning their division and being the higher seed. It would be in Hamilton. Can you imagine a game six? At first, Ontario. Full well, we saw what a championship cool. clinching game looked for the Hamilton Bulldogs. That would be that would be pretty cool in there. First, London Hamilton, too, two big markets going head to head a six four final with an empty net goal late in the game. That'd be wild. That's a classic uh, right there. One of those Sunday afternoon games. Yeah, uh, I'm going London Knights as well. They so know how to play hockey. Similar. Yeah, and they do. And they're hungry, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be fun. It's weird. I went Hamilton, but it's kind of off the board. But oh, you're good. Isn't. All it's right. Fun. That was a fun one. Yeah, second segment over. Now time to head 
to the third and final frame. You could consider it featured game returns. Which game will we cover this week for the first week of the Ontario Hockey League season? We will let you know next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward and guest Joel Vanderland. Time to get to the featured game. And the last time we did an OHL game was a long time ago. Of course, for anyone tuning in, we uh, decided to do a Q and a dub game because we were bored and we wanted to cover a hockey game again. So it was a lot of fun that we did it, but we are happy to be back doing some Ontario Hockey League coverage, of course. So this week's matchup, Saturday night. At the Meridian Center, the Oshawa Generals visiting the Niagara Ice Dogs, partly, partially game. because we can be there. And yeah. um, we're really intrigued by what these two teams will be able to do because there's a lot of questions about what these teams will be. And that's what is so intriguing. So um, we'll kind of give you our players to watch and, Maybe not a score prediction, but kind of how we see the game uh, turning out. Uh, there are a couple new features um, for our featured games this year. We're trying to enhance the social presence, Twitter and Instagram. Um, any rinks we can make it to, we will post, I don't know, maybe like a two-minute clip or something uh, of us in yeah. the arena kind of, you know, breaking down the game. Game seeing, You know, not breaking down, but previewing the game, kind of giving you an idea of what we're going to see tonight. Uh, for anyone who wants to tune in on OHL Live, which, by the way, we got to do that um, before Thursday. So um, we'll kind of do that. We'll kind of, you know, reiterate our players to watch, kind of remind anyone um, of who they are. And just the the presence on Twitter will kind of, you know, get the photos out there of kind of, you know, who we're looking at in this game, like some quotes. Exactly. So, you know, a couple show guests or a few show guests with the Ice Dogs, Femus, um, Uberti and Callum Ng. of course, Callum Ng, the radio voice of the generals. We'll see him. Um, we'll kind of get his thoughts on the game before we kind of do that little clip, um, of the vi- like that video clip that I talked about and should be a fun one. Fun. Oshawa Niagara. Yeah. They're always fun matchups, especially yeah, at the rivalry games. game. Yeah. And the place is going to be loud. The place is going to be loud. Hopefully the new black jerseys as well. The all be nice. Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be fun, nice. yeah. Uh, yeah, so Joel, you you going first? Player to watch for Niagara? Yeah, my, 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 start with Oshawa. Uh, start with Oshawa, right? Road team. Know, should we? So, doesn't matter. Yeah, start with the road team. Start with the road team. All right. Oshawa. Uh, Oshawa got Ty Tulio. I think it's going to be, like you said, a tight checking game, but he's the kind of guy that needs one chance, and it's in your back of the net. And I think Ty Tulio is kind of that game-breaking uh, offensive player. Yeah, that's a good one. Like that. Mine is mine is Brett Harris in the Boston pick. I think that Harrison, he's getting a lot of points in the preseason. I think it continues being drafted. You gain a lot from training camps at the National Hockey League level. I think he gets a few points in this game. I, my pick's Brett Harrison. Yeah, for me, I'm going with former Ice Dog, Leighton Moore. Um, I've mentioned it so often. I really thought he could have been a really good defenseman for the Ice Dogs. You know, to get Stednik and Broussard, you had to give up someone decent. 
Leighton Moore waived his no-move clause, and they sent him to Oshawa. I still like him as a player, a small guy, but he can move. He can move the puck. So that's one guy I'm going to be looking forward to in his return. He's been back to Niagara, of course, since the trade, but um, he'll be back at the Meridian Center um, facing off against the team who drafted him. So that's why I'm excited to see him play. Uh, now on the Ice Dogs side, Joel, who are you looking at? I'm looking at Dakota Betts. He's been their best defenseman in the two games I've seen in the preseason live. Um, he's kind of a success story from the U18 draft, uh, drafted by Kitchener, and uh, Joey Burke was able to acquire him for a draft pick. I think he's the kind of guy, veteran leader. Uh, I think he'll have a big game in a, in a tight-checking uh, affair at the Meridian Center. Yeah, I like that pick, Joel. That's yeah. a good one. He's definitely been great. He's been really good for them, for sure. My pick is Daniil Goosh, and I think he's going to have a massive first game at Meridian Center. Well, I mean, it's already played a preseason game, but your first regular season game, where you're going to have the two-plus thousand fans there, it's going to be a good environment for him to make his regular season debut at home, and it's going to be fun. Mine's Daniil Goosh. Yeah, for me, it's going to be the goaltender, number one, Tucker Tynan, and he is making his return to the Ontario Hockey League. This season, of course, after that brutal injury against the London Knights, uh, I mentioned it earlier on in the show for his size. He looks big in the net. You don't really see a whole lot behind him. So um, look for him. He's going to be a leader all season long for the Ice Dogs. And if they're anywhere near the middle of the pack, you look through the four through seven uh, spots in the Eastern Conference. One of the big reasons is going to be him. So can he get off to a hot start in the regular season? As much as you can judge the preseason, it's really not the same. Um, so we'll see how he gets off, see what kind of start he gets off to uh, in the regular season. I'm sure he's going to start the opener in Barry on the Thursday, and 1,000% he's going to be starting at home at the Meridian Center on the Saturday. So um, he's my player to watch for this one. Um, as the Oshawa Generals and Niagara Ice Dogs get ready to do battle this Saturday night from the Meridian Center. It will be both teams' uh, second games of the season. The Niagara Ice Dogs, like I mentioned, they'll kick it off on opening night on Thursday. They are visiting the Barry Colts. And then the Oshawa Generals, their first game of the season comes on Friday. They host the Hamilton Bulldogs. So it'll be back-to-back for the Oshawa Generals, but... You know, they'll be, they'll be ready to go for sure. It's always a fun affair between the Oshawa Generals and the Niagara Ice Dogs. So, um, of course, stay tuned to our social Twitter, Instagram, at the Owen 60 Podcast. Uh, we're starting some new things for our future. Yeah, it's exciting. This year. Yeah, so. it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting times. Name bracket? Yeah. Should be fun. We train. Yeah, to the name bracket as we start to round out the show. Yeah, so the name bracket. We started our first matchup of the week as I'm backtracking now. Giancarlo Shant versus Anthony Agustinelli, where Giancarlo Shant defeated Anthony Agustinelli, the Ice Dogs versus Ice Dogs. Okay, look for the next one. We had Denver Barkey versus Austin Swankler, London versus Erie, where Denver Barkey, who Joel's been very high on, defeated Austin Swankler. So he's on to the next round of the conference final, you could say, or the final four. It will go final four. And to the final matchup, moving on to the final four, it is never – well, this is the final four now. So, moving on to the finals, it's Navarin Mutter versus Zade Wisdom, Hamilton versus Kingston. It was Zade Wisdom, Wiz, defeating Navarin Mutter. So, he has punched his ticket to the finals 
where he will face one game this week. He will face either Denver Barkley or Giancarlo Shanton. So get your votes in Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening to Thursday evening. That will take place. So get your votes in then because it's going to be a good one. Shanton versus Barkley. I guess we start with Joel. Joel, who you got, Barkley or Shanton? Oh, that's a tough one. I'll go Barkley. Okay. Reese, do you want me to go? Yeah, you can go. I have Denver Barkey as well. I mean, I've said I can't part ways with the Swiss slugger, and I wanted him to be the defending champion. I wanted him to repeat, but I just don't see him getting by Denver. I mean, I don't see him getting by Denver. So I got to go Denver Barkey. I am going Giancarlo Shanton. The Swiss slugger. I like it. Yeah, man. Defending champ. He's gone deep again. Yeah. I like that one. That's like, a how good I, one. like how I use the baseball terms, gone deep again. Yeah. The Swiss slugger. Had to point that out. Not oh, a big deal. So, not a big deal. So, Joel and I have Barky. Reese has wisdom. Or Shanton, I should say. Is that my sheets all Oh, wi- wisdom is 1,000% my pick to win. <laughs> I jumped the gun a little bit as my 100%. sheets all messed up on my notes. It's so messed up as we get down to the final four. So all good. Shanton versus Bark- Barky. Reese has Shanton. Joel and I have Barky. Get your votes in Wednesday evening to Thursday evening. And next week we start the finals. I think we're going two out of three. I think we got to go two out of three for the finals. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. All right. Mm-hmm. So of course, at the own 60 podcast on Instagram is where you can find the name bracket featured game. Stay tuned to everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram it, at the own 60 podcast. It's going to be a fun week. Opening week in the OHL boys. We're finally here. Let's go. Time uh, to go. Yes, sir. I'm fired up. Yeah. I'm fired um, up. Hey, hopefully Instagram doesn't crash. That would be nice. It, it, really would. it can't crash. It won't crash for the name bracket. It's an effect. You can watch. Hey, and get the CHL network. Uh, yeah, OHL Live, buy it. Hey, you can, hey, you can shovel the driveway. It's been proven. You can shovel the driveway, watch the game. It it's hasn't been proven. Time. You haven't really done it yet. I will, it will be done, though. It will be done. Okay. And probably next month when it's snowing and blowing here, I'll be shoveling all the game on. It'll be a great time. <laughs> okay. Um, Joel, always appreciate your time, man. Thanks for hopping on this week. Um, can't wait to do it again. We will do it soon. Yeah. Man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. As always, it's uh, always good to chat uh, hockey with you guys. And we are back. Fans, get excited. OHL starts Thursday. It's going to be a fun night. Get ready for it. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Colin Ward, Joel Vanderland, I'm Reese Dumaney. Enjoy opening week. And remember what it was like to have OHL regular season hockey. It's going to be fun. Yep. And exactly what you just said, enjoy it. Enjoy it because it's yep. been so long since we've had a regular season game. Enjoy it. If you can attend games, enjoy it. Remember the last time you were at a game. If you can't, subscribe. Subscribe to the OHL Live. It's a great, it's a great purchase. And, of course, opening week will come to an end, and that's where we'll be back on uh, next Tuesday night. Uh, make sure to cap episodes – catch episode 66 of the on 60 podcast as we'll be back to break down opening week and that one should ju- be just as fun as this one so uh, again thanks so much for tuning in and we will chat in seven days